Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Today is our NFL Super Bowl Trends episode. This is the episode where we will be joined by the world-famous Evan Abrams, because what research guru can say they've shown up at a live event for the podcast that they are an integral part of. And a fan loves what he is producing so much that that fan put in permanent marker stats that Evan has produced about this fan's favorite player on the jersey that he bought with a lot of money of that favorite player. I'm talking, of course, about this fan who loves Dak Prescott and all over his jersey, put in permanent marker, stats that Evan Abrams has recited about Dak Prescott. As our old pal Colin Coward likes to say, there is a sea of money out there. Let's get to it. Also, this is our last chance, your last chance to submit your prop bet in our Bet365 Super Bowl prop contest. If you have an idea for a prop you'd like to see posted on Bet365 for the Super Bowl, email to podcasts at actionnetwork.com. Come. The person who submits the winning pick will get their bet posted by Bet365 plus Action Network prizes. And if you pass the vetting of Matt Mitchell, you can join us on the podcast. Let's bring in my co-host, my companion, my compadre, my BFF, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Hello, Chad. Dude, we're now only like nine days away from the Super Bowl. And so <laughs> this is the perfect time to bring in the man we've referenced more on this show than Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy combined. He's Action Network's head of research. He is a font of information. He is a betting savant. He has forgotten more about betting than all of our listeners combined. New York City's finest, Evan Abrams. I have never in my life gotten that type of intro. And I think you've actually introed me before at a live event. So that was incredible. And the one thing I will say about that jersey, permanent ink and the money spent. So that was more dedication than I've ever had. So I appreciate that fan more than anything. And what's up, guys? Good to see you, buddy. I'm glad you're here. We got a lot of stuff to break down. This is a good way for us to review all the trends that are going to inform decisions for the Super Bowl and partially make us feel better about some of the stuff we've already discussed in the Tuesday pod, which was like in the Chiefs and like in the under. Um, we already know there's been a million dollar bet on the Niners money line at a sports book that is not bet 365. So uh, and the initial take is that the wise guys are on the Niners. So Simon and I are looking for some handrails on the roller coaster, buddy. <laughs> the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. 
gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. All right. Time to get into it, boys. Evan, let's start with winning winners who cover. Yeah, this is a pretty simple one. 57 Super Bowls. Those teams are 57-0. and 0. That's that's a great trend, Evan. Uh, but they are 48-7-2 against the spread, 87%. So that means of the 57 Super Bowls, the winning team has lost against the spread just seven times. The winning team is overwhelmingly the team that covers. But with a spread under a field goal, it is unlikely to matter one way or the other. Two more points would be, this is supposed to be the 16th straight Super Bowl where the favorite is laying less than seven points, extending the longest streak in Super Bowl history. So all of the Super Bowls recently, very small numbers. And the most common numbers, three, eight times, and four, six times. So nothing out of the ordinary. And as we're messing around now with twos and threes, it, it's it's all very important. Uh, and going back to that point, Chad, Super Bowl winners with a spread of six or less, 29 and one against the spread. That one Simon mentioned it earlier, that Bengals-Rams game, that, that kind of broke it all. Uh, and then when you do four or less, it's 22-0. 11 dogs, 11 favorites straight up. So these small numbers, just pick a winner. A club record 80-plus thousand showed up to see some serious headbanging in the AFC Championship. All right, Simon, let me ask you this. We've already bet the Chiefs plus two and a half. Do we take the Niners on the money line? No, I'm thinking you can get even weirder with it. After getting Evan's stat, I feel like the play is you just take the Chiefs minus two and a half or you take the 49ers minus two and a half. And you get a plus number on both sides. And it sounds likely whoever wins, the number lands on three. Um, so that's crazy. I didn't know it was, it was like that with football where basically the team that wins, not only do they cover, they cover by a decent amount. So um Pretty interesting trend there that you can play these adjusted lines and you'd be pretty profitable, Chad. So you're saying go find an alt line of the Chiefs at minus two and a half, which would be an interesting number to find. Um, you'd get it at plus money. And oh, then yeah. and then you also play the Niners at, well, you could play the Niners at whatever you want right now. You play them at minus two and a half too. Yeah. And... Um, I'm looking at it right now. It's plus 110, 49ers minus one, one and a half. What are the Chiefs minus two and a half? That's you, the one I like. You like yeah, that's a fun, that is a fun bet. I'm seeing plus 150 and plus 140. So um, obviously shop around for that one. But That's like 50 cents better at the yeah. moment. That's, that's, that's pretty that's, significant. That's nice. That is a great idea. I love that. Like, Because Simon, look, we're it looking for- while we're doing this show live. It's down to 130 now. Seriously. God damn, there's- you know? I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy, though. But here's the thing. I feel like. Still good. I feel like we are looking for opportunities to bet the Chiefs. But there's always a little bit of a fear because we already know we're on the opposite side of what a lot of professional bettors are thinking. There's a little bit of fear. So this gives us an opportunity to sort of find the hedges that we like a lot and sprinkle the field a little bit. Because I would rather have more money on the Chiefs' side of the equation than on the Niners' side of the equation. Um, but I don't mind betting both sides of these. And I've got incredibly lucky betting these type of adjusted lines where just 
five years ago, I took the Chiefs pretty heavy on an adjusted line at minus six and a half. And that was a dead number. They were losing, right, Evan? I believe they were losing heading into I think so. the third quarter, the fourth quarter. And they had a fluke run at the end of the game that broke open. And they had winning by, I don't know if it was 10 or eight, whatever it was. I ended up covering yeah. the adjusted number. So um, it is scary betting these adjusted numbers. But Evan just told you they hit. Like these numbers hit when you bet these teams to win. They usually don't just win by a point or two. They usually win by a couple and cover their cover their adjusted line. So, um, yeah, I, I like the play, especially at this big plus number. It's nice. That was the Damian Williams got robbed of the That's Super Bowl right. yes. MVP, uh, in which I had Damian Williams winning the Super Bowl MVP. That was, yeah, that was also, um, I think the Simon, we, had, we weren't even working together yet. You hadn't reached out to me. That was the... That that might, that was our first season, I believe. That was our yeah. first season. That was yeah, our, was because I, I have season. a memory of coming up with you and Ravel and doing it in studio. It wasn't even yes. our studio; some like random company you guys hired or let yeah, you yeah. use their studio. Um, yeah, those those were good times. That's right. That is right. Um, <laughs> God, that was nineteen, which means that was the pandemic, right before the pandemic. Yeah, literally, like a month, a literally month a month before. before. <laughs> Jesus, that was also, by the way, famously. The Super Bowl where Patrick Mahomes was over his rushing yardage total. And uh, because oh, yes. he was wasting time on the kneel downs, he wasn't just taking a quick kneel down. He was dropping back and back and back and back. Ended up losing like 20 yards off his rushing total. Ended up under the total. I also had that bet. Um, all right, Evan. Great. I think our goal here is what is the <laughs> bet we can find in every single one of these? So... Give me your next one. I think I'm not sure. I'm not sure you're going to find a bet here because you're already kind of on this side, but it's yeah. more just reinforcement. So the NFC has struggled recently being a favorite in Super Bowls. They're actually just one seven and two ATS in their last 10 dating back to 1996. And we've seen recent examples, Philly over KC. So the Rams Bengals Rams didn't cover Carolina was favored over Denver, San Francisco against Baltimore. So recent examples, NFC hasn't been great when they're laying points. Now, this one's just a pick them. I get it. But now up to two, so might hold there. And it's also worth noting, NFC haven't won three straight Super Bowls since 2010 to 2012. Prior to that, it was 1985 to 97. So they had one, two straight entering last year, lost again. But NFC just doesn't historically do well in these games, at least recently. I wonder why that is. What is our theory? Brady and Mahomes have been pretty uh distracted. That's what I was about to say. I, I would say the, the AFC has had the quarterbacks the last 20 years, right? They had Brady, Manning, Mahomes. You know, that's that's a nice, nice group of guys there where the NFC has really been disappointment with our quarterbacks. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, incredible career, won Super Bowl. Uh, you know, we, we talk all the time about that team that the Saints had, right? Sean Payton always getting them so close. Drew Brees got one Super Bowl. So for for me as an NFC fan, it's really just been the disappointment of our big quarterbacks where usually the best team in the NFC does not make it to the Super Bowl, right? It's usually the most complete team. So um, shockingly, when you go through the quarterbacks who have won for the NFC, it's the Eli Mannings and the Nick Foles of the world. Uh, it's not the sexiest names where the AFC, it's all the names, right? It's the Bradys, like you said, the Bradys, Mahomes, it's like the the guys who really set the sport apart. So that that's an interesting trend that does make sense, though, when you really think about it. We didn't even mention Roethlisberger. Like, we've been <laughs> yeah. leaving him out. It's just uh, yeah. something's on it, in my opinion. 
The biggest gap in sports is the difference between the winner and the loser of the Super Bowl. The winner, your world champion, they can never take it away from you. You'll never forget it. The loser, they just get thrown back in the pile. All right, so this actually does play to our advantage if we like the Chiefs, Simon. Our old friend Colin Cowherd, in addition to the liking to say there is a sea of money out there. Because there's a sea of money out there. <laughs> Colin Cowherd likes to bet on the better quarterback the deeper you go into the season in the playoffs. To me, this is a Super Bowl that is tailor-made to test his bet on the best quarterback theory, right? Because you clearly have the better quarterback in Mahomes and the much better team in the Niners. Last year, you had the better quarterback in Mahomes and the better team in the Niners. You could argue that a few years ago, you probably had the better quarterback in Brady and the better team in the Chiefs, although it was, you know, neck and neck and potentially debatable. Yeah. Um, but I like this idea. What about this one? So uh, to follow up with your concept and also Collins, I used this on Convince Me a few weeks ago. So last 20 years, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, 60, 24 and two against a spread and an underdog in the playoffs. And we talked about this pre-ring. It's like, that doesn't matter. I don't need to know those stats. Post-ring, it's 69% against the spread. So when you talk about Mahomes, like he's been a dog in all these games, we keep doubting him, but he's got the experience and uh, it's yeah. not just Mahomes. That's like a 60 game sample. What have we said? We have said Patrick Mahomes is impervious to pressure, I think on the field and off the field. In fact, I think he thrives it, invites it, enjoys it, swims in it, uh, thinks it is the greatest elixir in the history of elixirs. And I think other teams crack in the face of Patrick Mahomes being able to endure all those things. And, and that's a great, sorry, John, that's a great stat too of just people like the new toy, right? So just off the top of my head, I'm thinking about these past Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. Just this year, who was an underdog in the playoffs? Stafford, three and a half dog covered. I'm thinking about Nick Foles' career. After we won a Super Bowl, the next year, he was a dog against the Bears. He's a dog against the Saints. He covered both. So that is an interesting stat of like these guys who've been to Super Bowls, people kind of doubt them a little bit and they like the new toy and they make them the favorite where it's like these guys who have been there, they know what it takes. They know what it takes to make these games like close and stay competitive in it. So um, I love that stat, Evan. That's something I'm going to remember for, for going forward where it's like if I have a Super Bowl winning quarterback, that's not, you know <laughs> – as someone we don't deem as good, I'm going to back that quarterback, right? Like, it's just, it, it it doesn't happen anymore, right? Like, we used to have the random team that, you know, even that Denver team with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was a shell of him for him herself. That defense carried him there. We don't really get that anymore in football. Like, you really do need a guy like Purdy type where it's like, you don't need a top five quarterback. But you need a guy who can make big plays and big moments and carry you at some point in the playoffs. So um, that's a really interesting stat about ex-winning quarterbacks in the playoffs, people. If they're a dog, you got to back them. All right. Let's talk about some totals. Simon and I have already said we like the total. It's at 47 and a half. We like the under in this game. Uh, what are your secret super stats saying about the total? Pretty sharp. Uh, but I'll say this off the top. So 47 and a half would be the lowest Super Bowl total since Super Bowl 50. Uh, that was 43. And uh, I think that was Carolina Denver, I yep. believe, was the game. And it went under. 
Yep, went under. And ironically enough, the other low totals in the last 15 years have all gone over. So it's four and one to the over, 47 and a half or less, that being the one game that went under. But I think it's just worth knowing that it is the lowest total in eight years. And we really have, we've seen 54s, 55s, 53s. And I think the style of Kansas City really just shaped this total. Uh, so KC is 14 and six to the under this year. Best in the NFL, San Francisco, 10, 8, and 1 to the over. One of the few teams to the over, obviously, their offense, uh, pretty incredible. But, yeah, I, I think you guys are on track there. And I'll, I'll, add, I'll add one more thing, and this just goes to my point before about uh, the line being sharp in itself. So I looked it up. Indoor games, indoor Super Bowls, just 11 and 9 to the under, really no edge. But average total in those games, 47.6. Average points scored in those games, 47.8. Jesus. It's 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 on the money. That is insane. I also love yeah. how your brain works. Like no one else is thinking about that. Hey, this is the total. Let me see what indoor Super Bowls are to the under. Oh, and then let me take it a step further. What is the average total in those games? And oh, by the way, how much are those teams scoring? That is literally three next levels that you took it to, Evan Abrams. Fucking amazing. Simon, can you name the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States? Game time. That's right, brother. I love game time for two reasons. First, they sponsor this show. Second, I actually use game time all the time because they have a, amazing last minute deals, including pro and college sports. Speaking of which, I'm actually going to open the Game Time app right now from our studio here in New York City. I am blocks away from Madison Square Garden. Look at this. I can get in to see the New York Knickerbockers for less than a hundred bucks. Professional basketball, the finest in the land, for less than a hundred dollars. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app. Get out, have some fun this week. You deserve it, and you can redeem code favorites. For $20 off your first purchase, terms apply. Again, just download the GameTime app and use the code FAVORITES for $20 off your first purchased last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. All right, what happens? Let's just say there's a run on the Chiefs and the Chiefs become the favorite. What's, what's our thinking here, Evan? So this was a very fun topic before we just saw San Francisco go to minus two and now minus two, minus 112. So it feels like San Francisco, oh at least at the current moment, is heading that direction. But I will answer the question. So only three times in Super Bowl history has the opening favorite been different than the closing favorite. And it actually happened last year. Chiefs opened minus two. Eagles closed minus one and a half. The other two times it happened, Super Bowl 49, Patriots, Seahawks, Seahawks open favorite. Patriots uh, close favorite. And then the year before that, Super Bowl 48, Seahawks, Broncos, Seahawks open minus one, Broncos closed minus one and a half. So not something that happens a lot. It's more of a, uh, also a uh, recent thing because I think market movement is more of a recent thing, uh, but it's another, uh, another thing worth noting. It starts with a whistle and ends with a gun. 60 minutes of close in action from kickoff to touchdown. This is pro football. The sport of our time. Let's talk about two things that are tied to each other right now. Experience in the Super Bowl and momentum heading into the Super Bowl. Does it matter? Like, look, we're banking, literally banking on Patrick Mahomes having been there. So does it matter? 
Yeah, I'll answer this two different ways. The first one, so a quarterback that walks into the Super Bowl with, say, two Super Bowl appearances or going into his second and the other guy going into his first, doesn't really matter. It's basically 55%, 48%. I, I really just ignore it. The one that does matter is even more experienced. So this would be the 22nd time in Super Bowl history where one quarterback has a two-plus Super Bowl experience gap. Those quarterbacks are 13 and eight straight up, which makes sense. You've been there more than one time. You've seen the show. You've seen the dance. You know about the two weeks. And I'd have to look back, but I would also say most of those quarterbacks with the two-plus experience gap probably had a head coach that had been there as well. Uh, so I think those two things coinciding together probably makes up that 13 and eight stat. All right. Talk to me about momentum. This one's fascinating. So the Chiefs have covered five in a row entering the Super Bowl. KC is the 17th team to cover at least five straight games entering the Super Bowl. Now, when their opponent has not covered consecutive games, that streaking team is five and two straight up and six oh and one against the spread. Basically, walking into the game hot, keep rolling. Now, flip it for a second. So the 49ers, now this is why this Super Bowl is really unique. The 49ers are just the second team in the Super Bowl era to make the game losing three in a row against the spread. Remember, two in the playoffs, and they also lost against the Rams ATS in Week 18. The only other team to do that, 2007-2008 Patriots. They lost five in a row against the spread entering the Super Bowl. And of course, the difference, their lines were, if I if I remember, 14s, 13s, 17s leading up to that game because of how dominant they were. But of course, that Patriots team lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Um, but interesting nonetheless that you just have two teams kind of entering in uh, different circumstances. San Francisco only winning those playoff games by three points and three points as a team who had, I think it was 11 plus wins of double digits during the regular season, just something we've never seen before. Simon, what do we think of momentum as a factor in this game? Did you consider it at all in the handicap? I don't just because it is two weeks in between, right? Like that's, that's especially in their lives, that is going to feel like 10 years, right? Like I can't imagine ending your game and now the two week build up to the Super Bowl. Um, but I, I think the biggest thing is just how can these guys manage the end game, right? And we talked about that 30 minute halftime. Like that's a big deal. Like a lot of guys, I mean, even Eagles players talked about it. They were too much of in their own heads being up 10 points on Mahomes at halftime, that when they came out, when Mahomes hit them in the mouth, it like stunned them a little bit. They were like, wow, this guy is not going to quit. And like, that's what me and you are banking on, right? We're banking on that Mahomes factor of he plays these mental mind games. So um, we talk all the time how football, the difference between the best players on each team is so small, that momentum dictates so many of these games. And we literally just lived through in that Lions 49ers game. We talked about it. It's like that fourth down drop, Going back to the touchdown, that the whole even the Lions players after the game talked about like that changed the entire game. So um the the running joke will always be what will happen in this Super Bowl? Will they turn the lights off again and try to get a team back into it? Um, you never know with this Super Bowl. So uh, it is a real thing in these these type of games. Yeah. Uh I do think there's something to it with this game only because I don't think momentum is a thing where it's, I think it's building on success, 
right? Yeah. And I think one of the most important factors in this game that is probably overlooked is you handicap these based on season long results. And I think the Chiefs, the last five weeks of the season, are a much different team than the Chiefs at the beginning of the season when they were incorporating all these receivers. You look at the last five weeks of the season, including playoffs, the storyline all season with the Chiefs was drops, 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 drop. Patrick Mahomes frustrated. Travis Kelsey not playing as well. You look at the last five weeks, the only guy who dropped passes, and this was before the AFC title game, was Travis Kelsey. And Rasheed Rice, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, those guys were catching the balls that needed to be caught. A lot less frustration from Mahomes. Somehow this team changed the wheels on the truck as they were moving in the middle of the season and got themselves to a Super Bowl. And I say somehow facetiously because they have the greatest quarterback who's ever lived. Not to be outrageous. Simon, I want you to make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. Will you be ordering 58 Little Caesars pizza to celebrate Super Bowl 58, Simon? I gotta. Order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame, which is now all day on NFL Game Days Plus Pro Bowl Sunday and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Simon, got a new motto. What do you think about this one I just invented? If winning your bets feels right and just, you must be a fan of crazy crust. However, you order your pizza, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. Grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the game. Pro football. The men who play it are the best there are. Disciplined professionals who perform on a stage 100 yards long. Evan, of all your stats, because we have so many on here, mm -hmm. which is the final one we should discuss before we get out of here? I feel like we have to discuss this one because it is Matt Mitchell's favorite. He's pushed it to the top three to four times. So it's not about Evan. It's about Matt Mitchell, which is really what this podcast is about anyway. Uh, so, By the way, the <laughs> fact that someone else can pile on Matt Mitchell with sarcasm <laughs> and he cannot respond is just glorious. That's why I'm here. You having an unnatural allegiance to losers does not like you. Let's talk salary cap before we get out of here. So... The NFL is just a completely different game than it was before. Uh, but the salary cap was instituted in 1994. And only two times has a team won the Super Bowl with a quarterback taking up more than 13% of their cap. Steve Young in 1994 and Patrick Mahomes last year. Patrick Mahomes last year was at, I believe, 17.2%, 17% around that area. This year, he's at 16.8%. He can do it again. Now, I want to flip it because this is kind of what it was last year as well. So Purdy can take up another story. He takes up only 0.37% of the 49ers cap. Since the salary cap began, uh, began in 94, six quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl playing on their rookie contracts. And Mr. Mitchell would like me to ask you, can you guys name any of them? Winning Super Bowl on rookie contract. Simon, do you want to go first? Uh, Russell Wilson. One. Wow. I know. That was the easy one, though. <laughs> I mean, did Tommy get one? Tommy. Tommy. Okay. Okay. For those who don't know about Simon's close personal relationship, <laughs> he's talking about his friend, Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> I am. My God. 
Oh, that's pretty good. Roethlisberger. Wow. Well done. That's another one. Wow. Simon got three hard ones. I I can't do it. I have the script in front of me, so I have the answers. Got it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to eat up our last two minutes trying to do this. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 2019. Right. Eli Manning in 2007. Oh. And this one's trickier. Doesn't really count. Doesn't Carson count. Wentz, 2017. Ha. <laughs> it's pretty good company for Brock Purdy to join yeah. uh, if he can join it. Right? Evan. That, I'd probably say their team might be the best of the bunch if I look very quickly yeah. through that. Uh, so that's one. Uh, it's kind of interesting as well. Evan, great job. Thanks for joining. As always, you will be on the rest of the podcasts throughout the uh, end of the Super Bowl season. Catch the favorites live on YouTube. So for those enjoying on YouTube, don't forget, give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. Also, last, 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 last chance. Submit your prop for our Bet365 Super Bowl prop contest. If you've got an idea for a prop you'd like to see posted on Bet365, Email podcast at actionnetwork.com. Don't forget, it's got to be objective and quantifiable. Bookmakers have to be able to grade it based on the information available, the stats, data, et cetera. As a reminder, the podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, even parlays. They don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boost. See why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until we see you guys... This upcoming Tuesday, we'll have some very special guests talking about player props for the Super Bowl. Love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.